Welcome back to Droolish, episode 5, part 5, or probably episode 9 on iTunes. Either way, let's continue. No music. Let's begin. Number 87. Number 87 is going to be my, what one time would have been a top anime, and I'm very sad that it's placed at number 87 on my list, and that is Bleach. Now, this is the very first anime that I have legitimately dropped. And if you go on myanimelist.net and you happen to look at my profile, you'll see dropped. And I dropped it around episode, I think, one, between like episode 120 and 150. And this wasn't a, this wasn't a, I'm angry drop off or I'm listening to like other people and they thought it was terrible bleach and they left so did I. It's like, no, that's not the case. It, I had two hard drop-offs, and I was incredibly hyped for Bleach when it came out on Adult Swim. And the first 100 episodes, which I know it sounds insane, because a show with 100 episodes which should be deemed a success. And I would make the argument on, on it, and that's actually the reason why I'm giving it such a high rating, is that the initial theme and concept of like the Soul Reaper, the Soul Society, Ichigo Kurosaki... Uh, has a unique like taste and like style blend of a character that seemed to embody like I don't know anime culture when it first came out and I think it helped maximize popularity in mainstream anime when it did come out on Adult Swim. It had a fresh vibe. It had just a nice clean squeaky feel that didn't feel like it was being forced. Uh, the anime was just awesome at the time and. Between, like, the one-off episodes and their first major arc, which is, like, the whole Soul Society thing, which I love. Uh, and if you aren't too sure about Bleach, just a quick synopsis. It follows the story of uh, Ichigo Kirizaki, pretty much punk kid, not generally a good guy, but, you know, but a little bit of a rapscallion. He, uh, he has the ability to see souls, and he runs into a, to a soul reaper, which no, most people can't see, but um, long story short, he ends up becoming a soul reaper through all these crazy things, and... Um, and you just follow his adventures. So it's, you know, the standard shown in anime, and at the time, like I said, it felt super awesome. And the uh, the sad thing about this, and if you were to watch, I think, Super Eye Patch Wolf, his analysis on the fall of Bleach and what happened, it's, it's honestly probably one of the most saddest, uh, interesting yet saddest stories you'll actually hear about a show. Uh, the show that legit seemed like it was going to be number one for years to come that just just seemed to be coming out of the woodwork just fell apart and uh, he does a thorough job 30 minutes and I'm only giving you two minutes of a synopsis and a bastardized version of that so uh, coming in at a score of 7.88 ranks number 740 and again despite me giving it all the praise up until this point there's a reason why I, I would imagine a lot of like this score probably be in the high eights um, if we ignored the other 200 and some episodes more or less. So, and I'm only speaking from the bastardized like dub fan version. So, the reasons why it scores now low compared to the praise is that uh, there is an, an immediate I I don't want to say an immediate eyebrow raiser um, because after like the Soul Society arc and the whole Captain Eisen thing like that anime itself just i don't know the hype level popularity of that show just seemed to be top three at the time almost even top two or top one so so 
to go from that to it just seemed like it started turning into uh, a hype a hyper a hyper version of Dragon Ball Z, which sounds crazy in itself because Dragon Ball Z is supposed to be its own parody. But uh, you know, if you're in that realm, but the Bleach started just to go beyond like all these BS power ups, these things that just didn't make any sense. Like everyone started becoming like magical power people, like people you never really imagined. Um, this, they, they seem to be running like rehashing the same arcs over and over again like they had this whole like capture arc and then it seemed like there was a replay of the same thing then the pacing just felt so off and then there was never really any like emotional or like reason to hate some enemies later on uh, at least in the following arcs from like episodes like 100 to like 150 and a little bit after and my first major stopping point in Bleach was uh, when I was trying to catch up with the subbed. So I watched all the dubs on Adult Swim, and then I tried catching up with the subs, which was around episode 130, and then I realized with the week-over-week waiting of very slow pacing and things I didn't like, I just dropped. I dropped the anime. But that was an anime I dropped knowing that I'll wait around for the dub, maybe like five to ten years, just to see where the show's going. And throughout this time, it's just I started reading more of the manga, catching little clips of like the English episodes that have, have been released like a year or two later and um, my hype around the show started going down but I wanted to be a good man I decided to give Bleach a, shro- a, sh- a shot again in 2018 or late 2017 well, I watched it with my wife on Hulu they had all the dub versions for a good amount of episodes and again around the episode one, I feel like in the 120s, 130s my wife and I just felt like the show was a stretch and nothing was going on. And regardless if you're binge watching and whatnot, like the sh- like it just got to the point where like I didn't even care if it was a filler anime or not. And I had a hundred and some episodes in the bank of like loving the show. And then I just keep watching parts of the show and reading more about it and it just it just becomes less appealing and it just seems I don't know, it just it just seemed like they ran out of ideas and the lightning in a bottle, like, it's gone. You know, the flash is gone. They caught lightning in a bottle and they should have kept it, but, uh, but you know, that's that's what happens. I mean, that's life. You know, they had a really good run, uh, especially if you're in the manga world and you, you've probably written a good, I don't know, 150 to 200 chapters. That's like a lot of years of good material that people loved you, but the anime adaptation and the eventual, like, I don't want to say terribleness of the content because they do take a lot of time, but the direction clearly wasn't in the right spot um, where they wanted to go with Bleach. And again, check out the Super Eye Patch Wolf. He thoroughly dives into like every major aspect. The stuff that I would generally do, but he actually takes the time to go over it, which is something that uh, I would love to do on my own vein, but if someone else has already did the work, go watch them instead. I'm not going to try to outdo greatness, at least in this aspect. So, if you haven't gotten the hint by now, I really loved Bleach, and I'm very disappointed at where it ended. So, if you happen to be listening eight hours in, and you've got to be waking up right now, if you're trying to go to sleep at like 10 a.m. and it's like 6 a.m., or sorry, 10 p.m. and it's 6, p- 6 a.m., and you're still listening, kudos, but I'm very sorry that you weren't able to go to sleep. That said, if you happen to be listening and you think Bleach might be for you, I will say... I would generally recommend Bleach to anyone if you decide to stop watching the show after, like, 
episode 120 or something along those lines. That's just my personal preference. Of course, you can kind of watch like the whole like other arcs when they all help when they all have like the mask and everything else. But I don't know. I I just can't. I can't go back to um, continuing the show from where it left off, and it might deserve a, re- a rewatch because uh, I will admit the rewatchability of the show is quite high. But I have to charge myself up to watch it, knowing that I that the show ends up as a very big disappointment. So that's the biggest reason why I'm hesitant to rewatch Bleach. Now, now that we're done ranting for about nine minutes on Bleach, uh, I guess we'll go to number uh, 88. Number 88, Tenchi Muyo. Now, I recall reading about Tenchi Muyo and hearing it from a buddy of mine who has his own podcast and I'll just throw a quick shout out nothing like a subliminal 8 hour <laughs> podcast shout out uh, to an, uh, Juan from Not Your Average Nerds who actually did help me uh, uh, inspire me to start this podcast and he was just a really good guy but he was a big avid Tenchi Muyo fan, Muyo fan uh, when I was like 15 and this is the time where I had Adult Swim initially got it and and I was excited to have Toonami at the time. And this was before Adult Swim, just standard cartoon network. And I think Adult Swim just came out. So uh, they had a lot of quote-unquote kids anime that, let's be honest, was more or less geared towards PG-13 or PG-17+. plus. But they just happened to be on a platform that was directed towards kids. So they played the series, and I started picking up the series towards the end, where my buddy hyped up the show about swords, fighting, and just ridiculousness. And I watched a few episodes, and there was a second season that seemed to be more of a slice-of-life anime type feel to it, um, which I don't think is related to the Tenshi Muyo series that I'm talking about specifically, but I could be wrong. My knowledge on this is very limited. So I picked up Tenshi Muyo again on Funimation about two years ago, and despite the show being very... uh, I mean, the art style and animations obviously dated it's super dated and the dub is quite terrible but something about this show i can't explain that i'm not going to give up on it <laughs> it's a show that i'm watching very very slowly i'm thinking about like eight episodes in and i think i don't know it's not a terrible show and that's the reason why it's even though it's ranked 88 it's not quote unquote terrible in you know in the joey in the joey uh, categorization now it does come in, according to my anime list, at a 7.51 score, ranked for 1,667, and a popularity of 1,718. So, it's about, mainly it follows the life of this guy, Tenchi, um, when his life, according to my anime list, is changed forever when the ship of an infamous space pirate, Ryoku uh, Hakabi, is shot down and crashes near his family's temple. Little old, little did Tenchi know that by saving uh, Ryuko, it's Ryoyuko, Ryoyuko, yeah. he would spark a series of events that will lead alien women from all walks of life to inhabit his home. So again, yeah, it's just, I guess this is more of a, I don't know, it's, I don't understand his role in the universe. Yeah, because it's like a weird one where it, it feels like a slice of life, but I was pretty sure there was like anime and like reference. Maybe I'm way off base here. 
But I was pretty sure there was a series where he's literally like fighting people. And I see it in these episodes, episode 26, 25. Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy. But yeah, it's a mix of like, sh I guess, Shonen, Slice of Life, and I guess Harem to an extent. Um, so I can only say that's probably, if you're interested in the show, why you would watch it. I can't speak for myself. I've only watched like eight episodes. So this is more of an incomplete, but it does pique an interest. Um, that's why, like I said, I'm, this is one where probably down the road this could move up or down. Number 89. Outlaw Star. Now, Outlaw, Outlaw Star, I watched this anime in its initial run a long time ago, I think in early 2000. Um, no, yeah, early 2000, right around the, the same Cartoon Network days in Toonami. Uh, it's not that it, this showed up on Toonami, this actually showed up on the Adult Swim version, or the night version of Toonami, from what I recall. And what caught my interest on this anime really was from like the Toonami's music video, Dreams, which I don't know if anyone's actually going to get that reference, but if you were an anime kid or a kid that had Cartoon Network that watched Toonami um, back in the early 2000s, you would... Um, right into that music video where it had it would talk about like all these clips and it was like more of those uh, existentialism type feel songs and it had Dragon Ball Z references, Tenchi references, Outlaw Star references, everything that was quote unquote in at the time in 2000. So I initially caught my attention on that and it follows the story follows Gene Starwin who's always wanted to be a pilot um, to his own ship. And he wants to go around space, check out, go through all these adventures. But he... Uh, well, I'll just, say, I'll just go through the synopsis here. Um, fortunately, not all dreams come true, as he spends his days working odd jobs along with his partner, James Hawking, on the small planet Sentinel-3. However, all this takes a turn when the duo takes a job from Rachel Sweet, who unbeknownst to them, is actually a treasure-hunting outlaw. Tasked with protecting a mysterious girl known as Malfina, the meeting irrevocably changes the pair's lives as they are, as they are sent out to the great unknown aboard the highly advanced ship Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star, outlaw Star follows Gene and his ragtag crew as they brave the final frontier, navigating the stars in search of answers to the mysterious mysteries, uh, mysteries surrounding Malfina. Encountering dangerous bounty hunters, space pirates, Taoist mages, and even cat girls, they're sure to be an exhilarating adventure around every corner. You know, this is a this was a well-received anime, I believe, at the time, with a score of 7.94, ranked 657, with a popularity of 984. This definitely seems to be a, an anime show that probably strikes a lot of nostalgia feels to people like me, the millennial kids, probably in their late 20s, early 30s. And uh, I don't have anything bad to say about this show. I did the initial run, and I don't remember too much. And I did that when I was very young, so I and I probably wasn't in tune, so I don't want to give this. I, I don't want to say this is like a bad anime whatsoever, but I'm trying to adjust. And I'm rewatching it again, similar to the Tenchi Muyo show, um, at a very slow pace. But I actually have been enjoying Outlaws Outlaw Star and. In the sense of, you know, you're following the lies of this guy who is just trying to do what he can in space. So, uh, I just like how, honestly, I kind of like how flat the characters are. Kind of matches the time. You know, I'm not looking to 
find these characters who are super deep and develop, at least in the mindset that I've had when I watched it. Now, there is still some character development in the show, and I probably haven't gone deep enough in the show to see more, more of this, but uh, at least Gene's character I'm a big fan of initially, uh, and all the inconsistencies he had about like being a confident, awesome guy, and he was kind of afraid to leave space and do his own frontier ship stuff. Um, didn't really mesh, and I'm glad they got that out of the way very fast. So um, that was like the only initial gripe I have. Uh, obviously, all the characters are very one-dimensional, so uh, so it's just more or less you kind of piece a character into a situation, and then it goes from there. It's not too crazy. Uh, it's not something you overthink, but it's currently on my list. And if you have if you happen to have the Funimation subscription, and you're kind of curious more about if you, I don't know, curious about more space anime or just catching up on something old, older. Uh, I would recommend this one. So, this is number 89, just to recall. Now, we are heading in to the final 16. And what I'm going to do is give you a synopsis of the remaining 16. I don't want to say give you a synopsis, but I want to let you know that these last 16, or these next 10, I should say, and the last 6, are going to be a little bit different. So... Some of these reviews are going to be a little bit longer. Some of these are going to be very short. And I'm going to do what I can to explain why some of these would be long and not so long. Half of these shows I've either watched briefly or they've left an impression um, after X X episodes. And don't take anything terribly wrong. Don't take anything for this. Okay, this is just these just this just happens to be. And I'm probably going to rant a lot more moving forward. So hopefully you're waking up. And I know I really wanted to calm down throughout these last couple hours. But I just can't. Especially when it comes to these edge shows. Uh, You probably noticed that too. The top 20, I was really excited. And now these bottom 20, I'm going to be really excited to trash them. Or just rant about it. I don't want to say these are all terrible anime. I will give them their props. But anyway, let's move Number 90. Kaijo. K-E-I-J-O with four exclamation points. Kaijo. Or actually there's like 20 of them. 20 exclamation points. So I'll tell you that my anime score it comes in at a 7.24, ranked 2748 with a popularity of 441. Now, the show that has fairly low scores with a semi-high popularity relative to when its release date came out, which was the fall of 2016, does indicate that the show is a love or hit in this type of show. Now, I can read the synopsis for you, but I'm just going to give you, like, six words. Butt, boobs, rest, battling, on water. I think that's seven. That's seven words. So that was seven words. That's literally the show. A bunch of girls just fighting each other on on parts of, like, boats or, I don't know, things above the water, and you have to get them off, like, the raft. And they they over-exaggerate a lot of, like, the attacks. Like, people are literally, these girls are literally using their asses to fight or their breasts to do, like, special Dragon Ball Z shows. So the absurdity level of this show is quite high. And you're either going to love the show because it is that absurd, or you're going to hate it. Because it's that absurd. For me, I 
enjoy the concept a lot, but the execution of the show, even though the animation and the art style is pretty new and fresh, the overall concept of the show just doesn't do it for me. Uh, despite its uniqueness, it's just a little bit out there. I honestly would probably only watch this show if no one's around in the house. I actually feel a little bit bad for myself watching watching this show because uh, nothing really goes on, and it's more of a fan service, so this really isn't my cup of joe, but they actually commit to the show itself, too. So, like, they take their sport very seriously, despite it, the universe being a little bit zany and nonsensical. Uh, I will give it props for that. And it does, like I said, have a score of a 7.4. So it's not terrible, all things considered, but I can almost guarantee you this is a show that, like I said, most people don't, um, I wouldn't say resonate with. Now, there are 12 episodes... And I don't know if there's going to be an additional series after, but um, this is a shorter run, which does kind of put, explain why it's that low, but uh, at least, you know, rank 90. And I don't know if... I can't recommend this show to anyone that kind of just isn't... I don't know. If, if you just really love anime and the concept buys into it, then watch it. But if it doesn't, do not go out of your way to watch it whatsoever. Trust me on this one. Number 91, Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online was a pretty cool anime before it became very terrible. So, it is the third most popular anime. Seriously, I did not know this was an incredibly hyped anime. So, you might have heard of Sword Art Online, and if not, you probably heard of it in the quote-unquote sense of the name and passing. So, the concept of the show, which is its biggest driving point, why I love it and why I like it too. It, it starts off in the year of 2012, where VR has progressed by leaps and bounds. And you might even say that VR has turned into a fully immersed experience in the show, and a MMORPG called Sword Art, Sword Art Online, SAO for short, is launched. With the aid of Nerve Gear technology, players can control their avatars within the game with nothing but their own thoughts, which... I have a whole thing with that. I actually have a startup idea that really wants to focus on that, but that's more Elon Musk random things down the road. Don't want to get too out of the uh, off tangent. Kazuto uh, Kirigawa, nicknamed Karito, is among the few lucky enthusiasts who to get their hands on the first shipment of the game. He logs in to find himself with 10,000 others in a scenic and elaborate world of uh, Aincrad, or Aincrad, one full of fantastic medieval weapons and gruesome monsters. However, in a cruel turn of events, the players soon realize that they cannot log out. The game's creators have trapped them in his new world until they complete all 100 levels of the game. In order to escape the world, Greco will now have to interact and co cooperate with his fellow players. Some are allies, some are foes, like Asuna, who commands the leading group attempting to escape from the ruthless games. So... Um, if they, also, if they die in real life, or sorry, if they die in the game, they also die in real life. So, the concept itself is nuts. You watch the first episode, you're like, oh, this guy's going to enter a game, and then he can't log out. And if you try to take off the headset in IRL, your brain fries. And the guy who created the software made, made all that intentional. So that's kind of like the whole premise behind it. So, the originality, uniqueness, everything else that brought the show its mainstream attention... It had it, it had it all. It knocked all boxes. 
And I love the show up until about episode 13. Now, there isn't per se like an exact wrong specific situation that happens. Um, or like there isn't really a jumping off point. And I'm pretty sure other reviewers, real reviewers, can pinpoint those spots. But it seemed like after episode 12, nothing happened. And it just dragged on and on and on. And such a great concept was, in my opinion, ruined by a lot of pacing and a lot of plot holes. Like, the main hero, Kurito, can magically all of a sudden become a level 99 badass programming ninja. With no inherent skills or background at certain points. It's just, he just knows this to, to fill in plots. You know, so... Uh, so, I mean, that's just one example, and there's going to be a lot more. I just haven't watched the anime recently, and I don't intend to. They came out with a SAO2, which I was actually kind of hyped to watch, just based on, off of the fact that I've really enjoyed the first half of Sword Art Online. Unfortunately, when it comes to these reviews or rankings, I try to rate, rank the anime as a whole, and give in like, the whole exper- experience. And it's my job to tell you some things to pay attention to. <gasps> Excuse me. And some things to avoid, and leave it up to you to decide. Last thing I want is for you to say, oh, Joey said watch SAO, and you're going to listen to me. No. Joey says, watch SAO if that's more of your jam, or if you are just wanted to buy into the hype, I think you'll be a little bit disappointed, but it's not terrible all, all of its own. But uh, I ranked it for number 91 because the second half drop-off was just too slow. It went off in too many directions, and I kind of wish it stopped. Uh, as like a 12 episode series if this was a 12 episode series I can overlook some of the BS that I've seen and just be like what and it probably would be like a mid upper tier anime um, if they changed several things don't get me wrong it's not one thing now um, now that said feel free to I mean it's all your choice feel free to watch Sword Art Online it's just not my cup of joe but did not I did not know it was that popular like I still see see it on my Twitter feed where people talk about SAO. Anyway. Number 92. Darling in the Franks. Or Darling in the Frank XX, according to my anime list. Coming in at a score of 7.53, ranked 1613 with a popularity of 112. This is more or less categorized as a hyped anime that was probably not well received by a, a huge part of the anime community or is what I like to call it, uh, quote-unquote, overrated uh, to some. So, the synopsis, in the distant future, humanity has been driven to near extinction by the giant beast known as uh, Cloxosaurus. Cloxosaurus, I don't even know if I'm even close there. I don't recall this anime too much. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'll even stop you right there. I'm even going to stop myself right there and say I've only watched, I think, one episode of the show. So, I'm not going to BS the next three or five minutes and say, why this is a good show. I ranked this number 92 because I watched one episode. The art style seems pretty modern, and it doesn't seem like a standard mecha to where they actually focus on people and ignore the storyline and not just these lame old robot battles. So, based on, like I said, the first episode alone, I feel like it's well-deserving to be ahead of at least the remaining 15 shows. So, I don't think anyone really should be upset about this one. And if you are upset, dude, chill out. Go to sleep. That's the point of the podcast anyway. So, 
that's it. You know, I, I was hoping to dive more, but no. Lucky you. Number 93. Kaleidostar. Now, this is actually a pretty mind-lovingly yet entertaining anime that I would actually recommend most people check it out. The reason why I have this so low is just the fact that it's, I really can't categorize this anime as better than all the other ones I've mentioned, but the standard of being pretty good is probably what I can say for Kaleidostar. Now, it came out in the spring of 2003. Uh, it is a fairly old anime with, with 51 episodes. I've watched about half of the episodes so far, and I was very happy with what I've seen. It, it essentially... Uh, more or less, it follows the story of this girl named Sora, who is a talented young acrobat. She's always dreamed to be on stage with the performers of the Kaleido uh, stage. That's what it's known. That's what it's called, so don't blame me. Um, but the Kaleido stage is a world-renowned circus that combines graceful acrobatics, dazzling costumes, and stunts that keeps the audience on the edge of their seats. She makes the move from Japan to California to audition for the show in hopes of one day basking in the glitz and glory. However, finding herself in such a competitive world will not be easy. She'll shed blood, sweat, and tears on her path to becoming a performer. Weed by her friends she makes along the way. Of course, she'll, there will also be rivals and all these things. So it doesn't really seem too crazy, and honestly, like the feel of the show is probably more directed towards female. It's more of a female-oriented show. But it does have a few things going for it. Aside from being released in 2013, the animation start style does feel does not feel dated. It actually was probably more modern at the time. It was more to date in 2003. Um, the animation is a little bit dated, but I'm a big fan of the art style. The uniqueness isn't out of the woodwork. It almost feels like it's a standard shonen, where you know it follows this Sora girl. She happens to be discovered, and she's brought into the stage to try to put up or shut up. So you follow her journey from being uh, just, you know, a happy, talented acrobat that has no skills, really, and no bearings of being good into um, being a performer and how, she, and how she starts working her way up through, um, I guess, through the ranks. So I've only watched, like I said, half of it, so I can't say where she ends up or if she succeeds, but I've actually been enjoying the journey of watching this show. Um, I haven't even taken I actually don't spend too much time on the show the last episode I've watched was probably like five years ago um, and I probably watched maybe one episode every other year um, which is terrible so um, this is one that I'm actually marking down as continue continue it's currently in Funimation you can watch it anytime I don't think they I think they own the licensing uh, I don't think you'll be able to like, the characters themselves, I, it's hard for people to buy too much into these characters. I think the characters feel a little bit shallow, but they're characters you can follow, and there aren't really many hateable characters and things that might deter you from watching it, at least in my opinion. So, this, I'm going to continue watching Kaleido Star, and I am 100% sure it would move up from the meh list to probably a solid show. It does have a score of 8.2, 8.02 on my anime list, uh, popularity of 1,600, ranked 555. Again, this would probably, unlike the previous show that I re-ranked, which was 
uh, Darling in the Franks, which has a lot of apparently hype, but might be overrated. Kaleidoscope doesn't have much hype, and it might actually be underrated. So, that is where I stand with Kaleidostar, or Scope. And if I say it wrong like 20 times, well, that kind of puts you in the mindset of where I'm currently at with that anime. So, super super sorry, Kaleidostar, you're 93, and I'm sorry I'm giving you the, the 93rd uh, ranked treatment of how I analyze you. Number 94. Fruits Basket 2019. Now, Fruits Basket, I've already mentioned uh, earlier on the list, which was ranked, I think, around the mid-range. And the reason why I have Fruits Basket 2019 ranked number 94 has nothing to do with the actual show itself. The show score is pretty solid with an 8.06, good enough for ranked 499, and popularity of 733. It came out recently in the spring of 2019, so it is currently airing. It is currently airing right now, and it's currently airing on Funimation. This is, if I'm to assume, very similar to uh, the first Fruits Basket. And I watched the first episode. It, re- it reminds me of the first episode of Fruits, Fruits Basket, but just updated. thing is, I just haven't watched the show. So i putting this as a preference but 15 shows ahead of the other shows I would like to watch, but this is one where I am continuing to watch, and it has impressed me enough to make the list and not be deemed as a quote-unquote need-to-watch. So, currently ranked number 94, that will probably be trending upwards in the next 6 to 12 months. Number 95, Absolute Duo. Now, this was a show I either on Netflix or Funimation and it follows just I think two individuals where I think it's called this um, individuals who can materialize weapons from their soul are called blazers they attend Kuroku or Kuryu Academy High School in order to harness their abilities each student is required to partner with another in hopes that one day the pair can attain the power of absolute duo I'm not going to dive too much into this particular anime I was just not impressed with it I was just very bored with the characters uh, there wasn't anything that surprised me. It's like the girl, I don't know, I think she's like, what is it, a Sunday? I think I'm pre- pretty sure I'm saying, saying it wrong, but it's like a mix of like harem, super, yeah, supernatural, romance, action. You would think with a combination like that, they would be able to find a way to do it right. But the only thing that's, that this anime has is pretty good drawings, and I'm assuming based on the popularity, I'm heavily going to weigh that on the character designs because the storyline, the plot, they have nothing going for it, in my opinion. So, really, all the hype's just related to, I'm guessing, the women drawings. With a score of a 6.72, in case I haven't mentioned it, leaves it ranked uh, 49.24. Still in the top 300 in popularity. It was released in 2015, and I don't have any major positives to say. I mean, I enjoyed it as background noise when I'm on the phone and I don't pay too much attention. But um, this is more of a meh of a, of a show, a bit of a disappointment. And I don't have any reasons to absolutely hate the show, which is why it's just kind of on the, uh, in the quote-unquote, son, I am disappointed, quote, type, type of feel. Uh, and you'll, you'll start to see later on that I tend to either... And not either, I'm either unimpressed or disappointed or annoyed or slash mad. And so this is where the range, this is where we're going to start seeing the range. 
in, in those emotions. Number 96. Ghost in a Shell. Now, I'm going to count this the series as a whole. I know there's a movie and there's all these other shows and concepts and whatnot, but the standalone complex version of Ghost in a Shell is the one that I'm going to be talking about specifically. And that, for me, mainly is because they, they used to air episodes on Adult Swim, uh, I think around 2004, my college days. And I've always caught probably the first half of like the series um, and the first half of those episodes before I went off to sleep. So I wanted to take the time to catch up on the show on Hulu. I did this about a year or two ago, around the time when the actual movie came out. I figured this is the perfect time for me to watch the show, catch up on the anime, and then completely rip the movie for not following the anime. That's what all regular people do, right? It's gotta be. But no. Coming in at a score of 8.45, ranked 135 as the 314th most popular anime, this fall of 2002, uh, I guess futuristic anime, did, did leave a pretty big impression on the anime community. Now, for me personally, I can't say it left the same impression, and I've only watched probably the same... I've watched the pilot, the first episode, a good, like, eight times, then the second episode a good five times, the third episode three times, and then the fourth episode once. And I really haven't gone past the fourth episode. So the reason why this is ranked 96 has, has very little to do with the show... Um, but it has more to do with the fact that I haven't given the show its right treatment. And because of it, I just can't remember too much about the show, and if you gave me the choice between watching Absolute Duo and Ghost in a Shell, I would actually go with Absolute Duo, because it's not as long. And I just don't have enough... I don't know, I just haven't had enough hype, or there just hasn't been enough outside influence to get me to want to watch Ghost in a Shell, because I know I'm not going to want to internally watch it, so... Something's going to have to happen to get me to watch this bad boy. That being said, from what I did watch, it seemed interesting, but after four episodes, I have zero sense of like where the show's going to go, the direction, um, how the characters develop, uh, what I like about it. You know, The animation, actually, the art style is pretty decent from what I recall. I think they use different like technologies for like talking about robots and all these things, but uh, I am putting Ghost in a Shell under an interesting anime and if it's if you have the time to watch like an older anime which apparently has a lot of good reviews and I would tend to agree from what I've seen this is something that's worth watching number 97 Yasha. now I, I'll be honest I just didn't like the anime that's just personal preference there's nothing more to it uh, I understand that it was a pretty good show don't get me wrong, it has a score of a 7.91, ranked for 702 with a popularity of 104. Now, it being released in the fall of 2000 with a lot of hype from Adult Swim, and I remember seeing commercials all the time on Cartoon Network throughout the day, on Toonami, even during those Adult Swim commercials, and I was pretty sure a lot of the people at my school, those who were in the anime community at least, did talk about Inuyasha at some point in time. Now, there are 167 episodes, and admittedly, I've only watched probably about 90 to 100. I was never really a fan of the uh, art style itself. I mean, it's pretty standard back then, and even in my 2000 days when I watched it, uh, I'm generally pretty impressed with most things. Um, but Inuyasha, the animation I wasn't a big fan of, the 
the overall storyline plot was kind of cool, but I just felt zero attachment to any one of these characters whatsoever, like the main, what, Kagome? I don't know, she just seems to complain all the time, doesn't know what the heck she's doing. While she tries her best, Inuyasha can't keep, like, some visions of, like, what, the previous version of what Kagome used to look like. Like, he used to love some girl that was from the past, and he can't get over her. And, like, I don't know. I haven't paid too much attention, but most of the characters I really didn't like, except for that girl with the boomerang. Um, and that's the fact that she simply has a boomerang, and everyone loves boomerangs. So, congrats, boomerang girl. You are awesome. But, aside from the boomerang lady, everyone else is terrible. I didn't like them. I hated all the characters. They just didn't resonate with me. Um, I don't even know half the bad guys. They have, like, a little shrimp fairy girl, too. Wasn't a big fan of her. I know she's supposed to be, or him. Uh, I don't know. They, they were supposed to be, like, comic relief, but it never really hit me. Um, never struck a chord. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not really too happy thinking about this anime. I'm just more let down. You know, at least with Bleach. At least with Bleach, they had, like, a good 100 episodes, and then they turned to crap, like, the next 200. Okay, so... They put in the volume of being good, and Bleach is more of a more Bleach is more of a sadness disappointment versus Inuyasha, where I'm just sad and just mad at the show, mainly because I wanted to like it and I guess I just never did. Uh, anyway, despite me not liking it, I can't deny the fact that it still won awards. Um, so it won the Property of the Year award at in what ICV2's Anime Awards for both. 2004 and 25 or 2005 and received a third place in the Animages Anime Grand Prix Best Anime category in 2003. So again, people really like that, but it just was not my cup of joe. Maybe it had something to do with it being Viz Media, but it was a mix between action, adventure, comedy, supernatural, shonen, fantasy, romance. It just threw everything in. And I can see why a lot of people would like that, and especially at the time when it came out, it was a very interesting and unique show, but it just hasn't, nor will it ever strike me as something worth watching. It's rewatchability. Uh, I would have to tell you to listen to my wife. <laughs> she would actually watch this anime. It's, I think it's one of her more favorite animes, but it's just not for me. Sorry to say it, Inuyasha lovers and adult swim enthusiasts, this is not my cup of tea. Number 98. Hanabato. Let me say that again. Hanabato. It sounds like some... Like... I don't know. I thought I had a joke, but I don't have it. Um, anyways. Hanabato is a sports anime that's... I would emphasize... It emphasize the sports part. It's a sports, but it's all about... A, I think it's a badminton. And it follows these teenage girls doing badminton stuff. And the only reason why I put this on my list is that I watched two episodes. And it's a sports anime that was recently released a year ago in December of 2018. It's on Funimation right now. This is more of an incomplete. So I'm only going to tell you um, the scores on my anime list and just give a brief two cents and let you decide. So, as with a score of 7.09, it's ranked 3400 in my anime list with a popularity of 1067 so this anime doesn't have much hype and it's okay according to most people so if this is an anime that sorry if you're looking for a sports anime 
of course, I would highly recommend watching this because that's the reason why I'm watching it. Now, I'm not going to recommend and say this is good because I don't know that. That's the reason why it's ranked number 98. Okay, so you, so keep that in mind. Like This is a very low-ranking anime. There, there are a lot of other anime that you could be watching, maybe should be watching, depending on your preference. So I'm not going to try to give you a positive spin on the show. I'll let you know once I fully watch it, but this is one that's more or less incomplete. Number 99. Coming in at 99 is Rosario plus Vampire. I know that sounds like a very weird name for an anime, but that's literally what it's called. <laughs> the, literally Jampio, the, the Japanese version was called Rosario 2 Vampire, so they just added a plus and replaced the two. Now, this was an anime that was released in 2008 and released from Gonzo, which is very surprising because I love Gonzo. And the fact that this show is probably the lowest rated, one of the lowest rated anime that I don't hate. Uh, I would say, I don't know, maybe I should give this, no, actually, I'm, I'm overthinking this. So, uh, essentially, the story follows this one kid who goes to, the, who goes to this Monsters Academy. And he's a human, and he's supposed to coexist with all these types of monsters. But most of these monsters, outside of their original monster form, are all these, like, quote-unquote, you know, teenage school, high school girls. And some might be vampires or succubuses or whatever. But you just follow the story of this guy. And half the story is just this kid saying mocha to this girl and her saying her, her name back to him. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. It's just like a romantic comedy with some action involved. I really don't care about the show at all. It's a standard harem. Uh, there is not anything special. Characters don't really change. Characters don't really change too much. Uh, I don't, yeah, and at best, I would say it's like average. No fine. So like, I don't hate it, but I honestly don't recommend watching this. <laughs> Skip it. Waste of your time. Well, there isn't much to there isn't much to say about this anime, so I'm just moving on despite the fact that I do tend to be long-winded, but I'll stop. Number 100. I feel number 100 holds a special place in my heart because this was probably the first actual Adult Swim anime that I considered buying in hindsight that I did. I actually did not, with good reason. So, number 100, Blue Gender. Gender. Not gender. Yeah, Blue Gender. So... Some of you might have heard of Blue Gender. Uh, it was an Adult Swim show that had more of like a darker, grittier feel. That was followed the life of this one guy who I think he came out of a cryogenic state uh, to always be seeing like all these killer bugs or monsters like in his world. The reason why he was released from his cryogenic state, my understanding is that these people are trying to fight these monsters and they needed him. So you follow the story. Of him, and I completely bastardized this description. I did not pull it up on my anime list. I'm just pulling it from uh, the top. And let's see if I'm right. Yeah, he is frozen. He's suffering a disease known as the B cells. Once awakened, he joins a team of soldiers that come to Earth to extract him. Okay, so I was pretty right. I was pretty spot on. But there was nothing. I mean, I don't, I don't know. From what I recall from the show, I saw this when it was released on Adult Swim since fall of 1999, and. I had to believe that was probably when I saw it, in 1999 or 2000. And it was a decent anime at the time when I watched it. It was something that was new. It was something that was gritty. 
and it just seemed like people were dying and all these crazy shenanigans and I think at the time it, hold, it held a high place. Uh, it probably would have been like a top three anime considering I've only watched five anime at the time. So uh, it, it did hold a place to let me know like, hey, like there is more anime out there outside of Dragon Ball Z, outside of just regular fighting stuff. Like there could be like like realistic like machine fights or you're fighting apocalyptic type things. So, so having those types of settings... Uh, actually, it got me to explore like the real, like the real anime world outside of like the same five shonen. So I will give it its credit for that, but the show itself is very unmemorable, and I don't even recall too much about it. Like even like thinking about it now, like yeah, they killed a lot of these bugs, but I don't, I can't tell you the name of the main character. I can't tell you anyone. I can tell you the main character. He peed himself when he first was uncryogenically uncry- frozen, and that's about it. So, I don't know. I can't tell you to watch this. If it, if I gave it a good spin, feel free to, but put this in the shelf. Screw it. Don't watch it. Next. Number 101. All Out. This was a newer anime that was released by Funimation in the fall of 2016. I've only been seeing it recently on the Funimation app, but... More or less, All Out follows the story of, I think, like a team of rugby players, and even then, they're not really a so-called team team. Um, coming in at a score of 7.19 with a rank of 2,972 and a popularity of 1,303, All Out is is a sports anime that follows these high school students as they learn more about leadership, teamwork, coaching, and and learning all the right traits to become like a winning rugby team uh, you get to see how they uh, collaborate and work either w- with rivals or against rivals and it I, I don't know it, it shows sports in a more positive light and how all these people are always trying to learn and to get better and it's never to assume like you're the best and I what I, like there really isn't too many things going on for the show honestly there's just like a lot of just weird vibes and I don't think anything really goes on in the show uh Especially if you don't know rugby, uh, it's kind of hard for you to get into the world of rugby because they really don't do a good job of explaining the show or the sport. Uh, in the same vein, you mainly follow like the main the main protagonist is like a short guy who has no experience in rugby. So you actually do get to you also do, you, you do get a a good sense of where he's coming from because his knowledge of the sport and how he interacts is actually very would be very similar to how you would get it as well because he's learning about it in real time just as you are in the show so i guess that's fine um but i'm assuming this show is mainly geared for people who already knew rugby so uh it's like us watching a a football anime and they're they're, you know they they don't explain the rules of football but we all know the football rules it's fine if you already know the sport but if you don't then this is a big miss and for me that was a big miss because it actually got me a little bit more interested in rugby but the overall show, I don't know, the characters, just they all, they just try to focus the show on making like all these characters look like they're badasses, but nothing else. I never really liked any of the characters, honestly. Um, I don't know, it just never really resonated to me. Um, I do, I did like the effort to put in the animation was fine, but like, I don't know, this, like this show is where I draw the line of like what I would find acceptable. Like things that I, I you know, I would, I wouldn't mind watching and then um, or 
I would have a more of a pleasant review. So that said, I liked it. I liked it. It just on the very bottom of my list. So that is it for number one hundred and one. One. Now, before I dive into the final six anime, um, numbers 102 through 107, and note to self, I do want to make sure I said 107 and not 106. So, I try to create this list initially, and I've said this like nine hours ago, so you guys already know how the list is set up based off of my preference of enjoyability and what I watch it again, all these things, okay? So, I want to make it clear that these last one, two, three, four, five, six anime... I am usually either not a big fan of or I've never heard of, but I feel like I have a good sense of where it's going to be or where it's going to end up. So that's just so let's just get that out of the way. Now, before I dive in again to the top these remaining six, I figure it would be a good idea for me to reflect upon several anime that I missed. Because when I created the list it had hundred and six and then I added an additional one that I forgot. And about five hours into this podcast, I realized, oh man, there are like five or 20 other anime that I wasn't able to find. Maybe I should just throw it in as a list, like kind of a mini list right here before I get to the last six. So without further ado, I'm going to let you know some anime that you probably should watch that I would recommend, but I don't have a specific ranking for. So I like to call this section, Droolish Podcast Underrated Anime recommendations. I should work on making that an acronym, but leave the worrying to me. Leave the sleeping to me. So, one anime I'm a big fan of is, that I didn't mention, Hikaru no Go. Now, I'm only going to speak from what I've seen from the show, and I watched the whole series. And this probably deserves its own legit video. To, like, YouTube video, try to get, like, a million people to talk about it, but this is probably the most underrated anime in my eyes currently. Like, I don't hear people talking about it, and as a matter of fact, this is the 1,091st, like, popularity, popular anime. And it was released in 2001. Uh, and me, like, I, I can't rank it yet, because I have to actually place it down the road, but it follows the life of essentially two guys, or let's say three guys, um, Hikaru, that's the main character, 12-year-old, and he is a scrub. He's a freaking... He's terrible. He's a terrible guy. And when he was searching in his grandfather's attic, he comes across, like, his old gold, quote-unquote, go for it. Now, if you're in... If you're, like, in the uh, west part of the continent, or, you know, um, like the America side, you probably won't get the... Sh you probably won't get the show or the game go. Now, what I love about the show is that you actually don't need to understand the game to watch the show because the show more or less follows the mindsets and the actions of these two kids and um, the main character he is actually possessed by uh, like a, le a legit level 10,000 Hikaru, Hikaru no Go Master or Go Master um, who I would say possessed but you know who more or less gives him the, the right answers um, to, to beat these games and it actually starts off as him beating like a junior world champion without this kid knowing um, because you know the guy who's possessed him obviously is the better master so so it starts off like that and then this is the guy the kid who he beats ends up becoming his rival so he actually just follow the their lives 
from the ages of 12 through about like 16 of how Hikaru, who is just a legit terrible scrub, has nothing going for him. Um, how he actually grows into a, a very like very confident guy who learns about the game, who wants to become his own like master, and he who's trying to who's trying to catch up with this rival who, at the start of the anime, who was probably like I don't know if you give him like a, a base skill set, he was probably like in the eighty to ninety range, versus this kid who was at a zero, and you watch this kid's progress to see how to see if he can actually finally catch up to the uh, to this to this rival. So, like I said, I find it very cool. It, it, it's very heavy on like the mindsets specifically, and less on because it's it's a it's a go. It's a it's a game. It's a board game. So it's not going to be super action oriented. So that I highly recommend that if you if you're someone who likes sports anime or someone who likes to think, I feel like if, if you like oh, like Death Note or uh, I want to say Kuroko, but maybe Slam Dunk, um, Makunuchi no Ippo, like the fighting. I feel like this is a show that would be a slam dunk. Now, if I could try to rank this show, this would probably be in the top 20, uh, personally. But, again, I have to go back down the road. I just forgot this anime, but it's... it's I, I highly recommend this. It's not for everyone, but... Unlike the all-out anime I just recommended, like all, everything that's amiss there is a s- slam dunk here. Um, yeah, it's a ma- it's a masterpiece. The second anime I would mention is... I wrote Speed Grapher here. And there's only going to be four that I forgot immediately. And Speed Grapher is... Uh, it's from Gonzo, which means it's going to be good. And I don't want to tell you the score because... It's it, it's an anime that's going to be hate it or love it. And there's no in-between. The art style and the animation and the overall plot story... Are the key points and why I actually would rank this anime very high. Uh, it's. I've talked to a lot of people about this anime, and it seems like a lot of people have either, I should say, a lot of anime fans, uh, low-key anime fans, and they are very surprised to find like no one's really talked about Speed Grapher or anything. And it used to be a Netflix show, and I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. I don't know who owns the rights. Uh, it looks like Funimation now owns the rights, and I mentioned it's a Gonzo studio, so it's pretty good. But. Essentially, there was a war, and this one guy, um, he ends up getting, I don't know, some radioactive... Something happens to him. And something happens to his cells, and he becomes mutated to where, like, certain people with these mutated cells, it's supposed to be a bad thing, but these mutated cells actually have been known to help um, give people these superhuman traits. Um, Not like it's My Hero Hero Academia-type quirks or, or whatnot... Um, they actually go through the science of saying, like, hey, like, we found this, or it was a discrepancy, and now it causes these physics-breaking things, but it needs to be stopped, or something like that. So our main protagonist, he he actually gets cursed, or whatever. He ends up with the ability to explode things <laughs> um, based off of what he takes a photograph of. So if he takes a photograph of a person, well, I wouldn't say they're going to explode, but there's going to be an exploding portion on what he photographs specifically. So uh, he... The reason why I would say I, would, I can't imagine this gets hit or miss ratings, I would assume, is that the main character is a bit of a scumbag. Um, he, I would say the show caters towards people who really have a darker sense of humor and it's more crude. So think of like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If, if that's like more of your jam, 
I think this anime would be a huge hit and probably would be a personal favorite. Again, the reason I, I don't know how I forgot this, this is, what, this is an anime that just slipped through the cracks when I found it, and I loved it the moment I watched it, and no one talks about it. So, uh, And I can, like I said, I can see why people probably people don't like it, but I like personal preference stuff because I think there are going to be other people who think like me, and if I like a show like this thoroughly, and you like to cut up my jib, then I hope that you like the show as well. The other anime is... I want to mention that I missed out to is the uh, the Wallflower. The Wallflower is, I believe, a reverse harem. Which, if you heard about me, I love reverse harems. Always, I've probably mentioned it like a billion times. And I want to make sure I'm typing this right. The Wallflower. Because I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's like the Wallflower. I'm trying to pull it up. Here it is. Yeah, so the Wallflower, it's also known as... English is called the Seven Metamorphosis of Yamato... What? No, it's, it's called the, the Wallflower. Why would it not be? Anyway. It has a different name for whatever reason on my anime list, but it's known as the Wallflower. So, or at least I'm calling it the Wallflower. And I'm, maybe I'll link to it. So, the official name is Yamato Narashiko Shike Hanage. I don't know if that's close, but... It's the Wallflower, and there is a dub version on Funimation. It was released in 2006, and this is a nifty reverse harem type show where I can't put my finger on why I like it so much, but I think it has something to do with the fact that it follows the main character who is really just going to a school to get free tuition, and it's more so... Um, it's her living with a bunch of guys that are trying to make her into, like, the most, quote-unquote, beautiful woman out there. But the girl, uh, Takano, I think, no, that's not her name. Uh, Nakahara. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Nakahara Sunako. So, Sunako, she is a shy, bashful girl that wants to keep to herself, likes eating video games, and just, you know, is just a shut-in. So, it's the whole show of, the, of them trying to get her out of her shell, and it's hard for me to explain why it's great, but uh, I, I think for me personally, especially like if someone who, who is more into these types of like slice of life like shows, uh, you get you. I think you get to. I think you kind of get a good sense of like if you follow the female protagonist's like character arc and how she acts. I think it's very reminiscent reminiscent of how most people in general want to act for themselves and generally how how they want to. I don't know, keep to themselves at times, but in the same vein, you know, she's got friends that want her to show her her best self. So it gets to all these different crazy adventures. And, uh, it's hard for me to point out why I love it, but um, I guess this probably helps. So uh, Sunako, the girl who's living there, is a gloomy, weird, and a horror movie maniac. She has trauma of when she was told she was ugly by a boy whom she loved when she was in junior high school. She doesn't like beautiful things and gets a nosebleed when she looks at something beautiful. So it is a very, I don't know, it's a very interesting show and take and a take of, uh, of I don't know, self-esteem and try to feel good in your skin, I guess. Not to sound all preachy, but uh, I don't know. This show really resonated to me, and I think, I think if you're someone who kind of. I don't know, it's resonated to kind of self-improvement or just, I don't know, I think this is just a good show to watch. I don't know where I would place it in a, uh, in the top 
ranking. Uh, I probably should watch it again, and, and I would actually be very happy if they did a remake of it. Uh, but this would easily be in the very good category, definitely in the top 40, if I could place it um, in hindsight. Same with Speed Graffer. Speed Graffer is the top 40. Hikaru Nugo. Um, Hikaru Nugo, I, I'm hesitant to place that in like a top 10. Um, but I really love that show. Anyway, the last show I wanted to mention too is um, Holic. Now, this show, I'm only including this because my wife really loves the show. And it is, it feels like it's a very adult type show. Uh, every time I watched it, it's just absurd and weird. But, like, I like it. Is that crazy? So, it's on Funimation, and it follows uh, Kimi, uh, yeah, Kimiharu, who can see spirits and other assorted spirit, supernatural creatures, which is quite bothersome, or which is a quite bothersome ability he, he strongly dislikes. On the way home one day, when plagued by some spirits, he inexplicably, he inexplicably compelled to enter a strange house. He is inexplicably compelled to enter a strange house. There he enters Yu, uh, Yuko, a mysterious woman who claims to be able to get rid of him of the ability to see and attract the troublesome creatures for a price. She demands that he work at her store and grants wishes to people, and thus begins this guy's adventures through weird and wonderful events. That synopsis itself just kind of leaves like an air of mystery. mystery, And I can't... I don't know, this, this show, if I can exemplify the show, I think that my anime list rankings and everything else kind of kind of hits the nail on the head. Okay, so. Released in spring of 2006, I don't think there was many hype anime around this time. Um, with a score of an 8.07, which is pretty impressive. Um, but it feels like it's a little bit under the radar for scores that have been like in the high 8s. Uh, with a popularity of 476 and ranked 485. I think this show is where it needs to be, um, but I think the popularity hype around this show does not match like where the rank is. I don't know. I feel like the show is slightly better than what people are perceiving it as, and I don't think there are any like hype glasses on this, so I think this, this feels like it's a very real score, but I just... It, this is a very offbeat anime. It's just so hard to explain. So if you're someone who just likes kind of weird stuff, or just, just more, if you're more of a creative or just looking for like a different offbeat anime, I would highly recommend it. And this is probably like the sixth or seventh anime that, even though it was a missed anime, um, definitely would probably be in the top 50, but it's also very well deserving of a rewatch. Uh, I don't think I gave it the fair shake initially, and I'm glad I actually missed this anime because I don't think I'd be able to place it correctly as is. So I will give that a shot, and, um, and I'll let you guys know next time I do this list. Um, just to give you a heads up, this is, before I dive back into my reigning six, like this has been a blast. I, uh, I, I do try to fill these like in 90, sorry, in 60 to 220 minute sessions, so if you might notice, after a certain hour, I tend to might have lost energy, or I might seem angry, or something like that. Well, that's kind of the reason is that I try to film these when I have complete open time and I'm not distracted, and when I'm in when when I'm ready to chat more. And I think I think it tells. And let me know if you guys are able to tell that too, because I'm trying to. I really am working on improving my craft and improving the quality of these 
uh, of these uh, podcasts. And I, as much as I would love to do a 10-hour episode each and every single time, I don't think I have it in me. Um, this is more or less uh, taking the effort of probably five to eight other episodes I could have recorded um, during this 10-episode time, sp- time span. Now, I do get it. I am really trying to make a really big, really big push for a 10-hour episode to get more people aware of what I'm about. That's fine, but like I, I can't be doing these 10 hour, 10 hour episodes over and over again, unless if it's like a full time thing, and, and unless if I actually get a lot better in prep. Um, but talking for 10 hours straight is very exhausting. So uh, again, I am very appreciative that you guys are with me, um, listening, and again, any you know constructive feedback outside of saying you suck. I you know I know I'm terrible, but the whole point is to get a little bit better all the time. I want people to watch or listen to this podcast maybe one time and say, yeah, you know, this helps. And then potentially listen to it again and say, oh, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And it gets better and better because um, I'm, I'm only working off of what you guys kind of tell me. And I'm only working with the assumption that my voice does help people soothe. And I'm only basing that off of the fact that I'm long-winded and I have a lot of empirical data that shows people fall asleep when I'm in meetings. So it could be me. It could be the personality. It could just be what I talk about. I don't know, but I'm doing this. It works. It, this works for me, and it's good therapy. Now, if you want me, if you want to have a more concise, cleaned-up version of me, well, good news. I also write. I'm on Medium, and I tend to do other podcasts as well. Or I like to show up on TV and try to show my best self. Um, I like to use this podcast as a way to improve my um, artic- or I'd say articulation and my ability to at least prep material so I know what I'm talking about and I think you guys can get a good feel for when I'm kind of just rambling versus what I know what I'm talking about um, so so I'm working on hitting the quote-unquote knows what he's talking about check mark on uh, at least for me again thanks for everything um, but yeah now back to your regu- regularly scheduled program I don't think I'm going to change the rain I-, I wanted to keep the rain like the same for the last four or five hours well I can't, it's hard to keep it same for the four or five hours, but you know what I mean. Anyway, number one hundred and two, Digimon. Now, unlike Pokemon, which had its great place, it has its place in my heart with its nostalgia feels, its hundred and fifty initial Pokemon, its Poker Rap, its Pikachu, its Pokemon Go, its Pokemon Snap, its all the games. Comes Digimon, which. At the time, I felt was a very uncool, unlikable competitor compared to Pokemon. And I'm right. But that being said, I I can only tell you I watched this as a kid. I watched this as a kid. I watched like four episodes and I absolutely hated it. And I'll tell you what I hated about it because, well, it's just low. And, all, and at this point, all these things are just personal opinions. So take it for what it's worth. Pokemon came out around, I think, 2000, or sorry, 1998-1999. Digimon came out in the spring of 1999 from Toei Animation, which some of you anime fans have already heard of, um, because they produced the One Piece and some of Dragon Ball Super, from what I recall. So, Digimon, according to my anime list, had an initial run of 54 episodes from their first season uh, in 1999, and I just the concept of one having a different set of monsters to remember like I already had Pokemon and it was already a game 
Okay, so I don't know the whole concept behind Digimon, if there's an actual game behind it, if there's like a Nintendo series behind it. Um, the main character, the main characters themselves did feel very kiddish. Uh, like they all seemed like six-year-olds, and when it came out, I was 13. So Ash, who was 12 going on 13, felt more relatable compared to Digimon, which was the most anti-relatable thing for me. Now, what I mentioned has nothing to do with the story, the characters, the plot, or anything. And honestly, I I have admittedly missed the boat on that, and I really don't want to spend too much time to try to justify a show that could be great according to most people, when realistically, yeah, it's just not for me. Okay, so I'm not going to spend time to convince you to not watch the show, or I'm not going to have you try to convince me for 30 minutes that the show's great. It's going to be great to you, but when I watched it, I hated it. It could change over time, but you've already heard me talk and ramble on for nine hours. I already have probably a good dozen other anime on my queue list that I really want to um, start watching and get to. And down to shoot this, I can't watch Digimon maybe like when I'm nine years old or maybe when I just am going on vacation for a year and I just want to binge watch as much anime. Then, yeah, there's a place for it. But I just can't. Like the main character, I hate his glasses. I hate his brown hair. I hate how he's just trying to point. And you have all these kids, I'm just on the poster I'm looking at, you have this kid who looks like he's trying to be like a Final Fantasy cloud ripoff, like with his back arch back, like all the way back with his arms in his pocket, trying to be cool, like cool, cool Todd McGee. And you got like all these just weird, not really animals, not weird animals, but like the main character too, the main Digimon guy is a dinosaur with short arms. Like that's not cute at all. That's not freaking Pikachu. Pikachu shoots like freaking electric, like yeah, electricity out of his like chin. He can shock people to death. He can literally paralyze people. He can bring people back to life, and he doesn't go inside a Pokemon. So he's got that spike factor. But this Digimon Orange Monster is just a T-Rex. Like I don't know. I don't care about these guys. And besides Digital Monster, come on, that sounds like that. You know, like it feels like I can download a monster. It doesn't feel real. Like, a digital just seems like it's in your phone, you know, it's whatever. A pocket monster is literally a Pokeball, it's a physical thing. Okay, so, um, I don't know. And the fact that you get the throw ball, too, compared to Pokemon, the Digi Digimon, I don't know, I just, I'm just not a fan of Digimon, okay? And the fact that it's only 102 and not 107 should be a testament on a lot of the other anime that I don't like. Again, I am basing Digimon off of my initial dislike of the concept itself. It has nothing to do with the show quality. And there's going to be a lot of other people that probably would say, hey, check out Digimon for XYZ. So, yeah, I'm just the guy you're hearing over the phone or on your computer or on your device. So take that for what it's worth. Now, Digimon was ranked 7.87 on my anime list. Ranked number 773 with a popularity of 347. So, again, I need to emphasize that I am, I know I'm in the minority in this one. Okay. Like, this is like a score I would probably... If I were to objectively score it, it would be an incomplete. Okay, because I've only watched a few episodes, and that's all that I'm working with, and I have zero intent to watch it again. Number 103. Big Windup. Now, I'm pretty sure most of you have never heard of this anime, and that's fine, and you don't even have to look it up. But I'm going to give you the deets, okay? It's coming in at a score of 8.03 with a rank of 548, popularity of 1434. The big windup follows the story of a guy named Ren. 
Rana Muhashi, who is apparently the ace of his middle school baseball team. But due to his poor pitching, they can never win. So after losing over and over again, he reached a point where his teammates are, are like, they, they cut him off. So he goes to a different high school to figure out if he even wants to play baseball. He finds a bunch of these kids that will obviously need him. And it turns out that our main character, Ren, is, is more of a, he's more of a beaten dog. Like, his whole career, he's just been trashed on. People have said he's terrible. It's always his fault. So, in his mind, he's never as good as what he really is. And his new team re- is starting to realize, like, hey, he might not be the best, like, quote-unquote fastest pitcher, but his his overemphasis on, like, being accurate and having max control is a huge advantage that no one else, even in his age group, has realized. So, um, but because of that, the series follows him, um, trying to overcome kind of his fear of himself in that aspect. So the concept I did like, but that's as far as it goes. The main character, I just cannot stand this Ren blonde haired character. I mean, he, it, he sounds like a broken record every episode. Like, yes, we get it. He's been treated bad. Yes. He tries, he tries a lot, but like after episode three through episode 15, He's like pitching every episode and in his mindset, like he's doing good things, but like he just never is, he just never develops or he develops so slow that you just think like, this is the guy who he's always going to be. He's always going to be a cry baby. He's always going to be some kid who's just scared. He's always going to be this. And for an anime that's supposed to be representative of growth, like his growth can't only be attributed to just his physical ability. Okay. Because it was already established that he was good. He just never had the confidence. And now you're spending like 20 episodes to try to get this guy built up. That is way too long. Like other shows, you can build his confidence up in like one episode. Now, it won't have the same impact. Don't get me wrong. But still, 20 episodes of consistent, like, I don't know. In the the main character cast too, his friends aren't really that good people. Like they try, but I don't find... I don't know. I don't find his teammates to be absolutely, absolutely redeeming. Um, I do love actually how the coaches um, talk about like their mental, like how it's all mental. Like it's an 80% mental. They go over like these mental exercises to properly train people and their teams to have good attitudes. Well, that's just like a nice little touch that I liked. That's not really reflective off of the anime as a whole. Now, uh, for a baseball anime, it's okay, I guess. I There probably are better baseball anime out there that focus more on the sport, but the character itself, the main character, is just so unlikable, and I just, I don't know. He's not an unlikable guy. It's just hard for me to get to like him. There, He doesn't do enough for me as a watcher to get me on his side, and that's the most frustrating thing about this anime is, like, you want to root for him, but then you just don't. You just want this anime to end very fast. You want him to shut up. You want all the good stuff to happen right away. And that's where I get angry is that I shouldn't want this for 12 episodes. It shouldn't drag on. Okay. It's just, I don't know. I just get all these random like feelings watching the show and it's never like never coherent. There's nothing going on. It's almost like this podcast, but it was an anime form and then they condensed it down in like nonsense and terrible ideas. Okay. So that's where I am at with the big windup. Now, a lot of people will probably disagree with that because it does have pr- a pretty decent score, and now it's not as popular. But even for, I don't know, the score of 8.03, I just don't. I can't accept that score. I just think that's way too high. Um, I don't know. 
I think, yeah, I feel like a lot of people still lingering. I don't know. I just can't. I just don't like it. Um, I just can't get over the main guy. Maybe I will. I, I might need to rewatch this, but it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one, guys. So, moving on. I know I have. Let's see, four more left, and I look at this. I'm only forty minutes away. We we guys should we guys should give ourselves a round of applause. I was going to clap out loud, but I don't know if you're sleeping or awake, or if you tend to just listen to this podcast like maybe two hours a night and then you fall asleep and then you hit pause from when you from where you last remembered and then you continue i don't know um that's just how i roll okay moving on number one zero four konohana kitan so i don't have too much information on this show the reason why i have it so low is the fact that even though it has a score of 7.66, it's in the 1200s, both rank and popularity. I don't think it really technically justifies it being ranked 104 on my list, but I watched one episode and I just didn't like it. That's it. There's there's no more. Like, I watched one episode, didn't like it. It's about, like, this fox girl just didn't seem like it was my genre. So why am I going to spend time trying to justify me being wrong in an anime where... Let's be honest, there's so much other more anime to, to watch. I'd rather just focus my energy on that. I'm sorry, Konohana Katan. You probably would be ranked higher by default if my wife watches the show and I have it to be in, the, in there. I might be able to boost it up a few spots, but I just have zero want and or need to watch this show. Okay, I'm sorry, but if you're someone who probably likes the more cutesy stuff, probably for you, um, it does have a score of... 7.66, and still ranked around the 1200s for both. It has 12 episodes, and each episode is 23 minutes each. So there's only one one season so far that I know of. So it might be a nice one-off anime to some, but for me, I don't know. Not, not, not me. Coming in at 100, 105, Dragon Ball GT. Yes, now, <laughs> you can tell I don't like Dragon Ball GT a lot, or whatsoever. It is the second worst anime that I've watched. Now, there is a lot of reasoning behind I don't, why I don't, sorry, the third worst. There's a lot of reasoning why I don't like this anime. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, if you paid attention to my other um, reviews on Super GT, or sorry, on Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball Z, they all kind of follow the same arc, the same storylines of what I have initially liked and loved about the series as a whole. Now, there is and there are videos on YouTube that dive thoroughly deeper into Dragon Ball GT, and this is something I could probably do for another two to three hours and why I don't like Dragon Ball GT. But I'm going to do you guys a favor, and I'm going to give you just the little snippet of the top reasons why I'm not a big fan of, of GT and why... Honestly, just avoid it. The biggest reasons why I don't have this probably lower um, in the 106 or 107 spot, it's just mainly due to, um, well, I'll explain why with those, with those other two, but G GT, I just, I've just never been so sad and disappointed um, in an anime, and I know some of the material does, I think, follow track of the manga, but, but you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to give you... 
the universe's thoughts on this one. Personally, GT just doesn't follow the material. It just, just, I just don't like the new characters. I just the the character designs just make zero sense. It's just too different from what I saw in Dragon Ball Z. Um, didn't really even appeal to me. Um, the rank, okay. And then these these are just my my personal things. And um, for Aunt, my anime list, which will do a thorough, much a much better job of just reaming them than I could. They have a score of a 6.64. The lowest, so far, the lowest score that I have trapped on my anime list. Coming in with a rank of 5,334, its popularity of 223, which leaves it, which puts it under the, um, under the category of, hey, we watched it and we all hated it. Okay, so, and I'll give you the synopsis and let me know what you think. Emperor Pilaf finally has his hands on the Black Star Dragon Balls after years of searching. I have no idea they were called Black Star Dragon Balls for one. Which are said to be twice as powerful as Earth's normal ones. Cool. Which, again, I don't get it. Because he can, because Pilaf is about to make his wish for world domination when he's interrupted by Goku-san. As a result, Pilaf flubs his wish and accidentally turns Goku back into a child. So... Um, and then there's something else. However, Goku discovers that they will cause Earth to explode unless that they are brought back within a year. So, I mean, it's just like, it just seems like a very one-off-ish type of series. It's like, it's like, oh, we have kid Goku who has to do all these things. You know, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't add up. And uh, one of the YouTube analysis that I recall, and I'm just going to, I wish, I don't know if it was Eyepatch Wolf or um, Dig Up, but he mentioned and the everything wrong with GT. It's just, it just feels like a kid show. I mean, it really is. I mean, like, anime is, tends to be directed towards kids, but, like, this is a bonafide show that was directed towards, like, hey, let's just try to get, like, these 5 to, like, 12-year-olds into this Dragon Ball series, and then maybe they might like us when they grow up. Maybe. Um, but it was not directed at the same people who like Dragon Ball, the same people who like Dragon Ball Z. You know, these are fans that follow the series since even the late 80s, if they were a manga, all the way to now. So to throw GT, and, G and GT was released in 1996, so I can't go too crazy because Dragon Ball Super was only released not too long ago, which is um, like almost 20 years after GT. So the series did take, it did, did take a pause, don't get me wrong. Now, Dragon Ball Super has a thing, but, G but GT, I just hate it. I hate how everyone looks. I'm looking at the character designs. You have Pan, you have Kid Goku, and you have Trunks. And Trunks is obviously the coolest character out of all of them, but like Trunks shouldn't be leading us his own series, like no, nor should Kid Goku. Kid Goku was all about Dragon Ball, that was it, and a thorough, an actual kid that was curious, not like these, you know, everyone is like level ninety nine ninjas, so just throwing Goku in a kid form really doesn't change much, except maybe some of the adventures are kiddish, but he's still like a freaking, you know, destroyer, planet destroyer, if you really wanted to be. Anyway. Dragon Ball GT, highly don't recommend this. I just I just don't feel any emotion. I just don't like any of the characters. There are 64 episodes in GT, and it is currently on Funimation. So yes, you can go on Funimation for, what, $5.99 or $4.99 a month. Watch the whole Dragon Ball series, and then you can uninstall it if you want. I don't know. But that's still, like, how many episodes is that? That's almost 450 to 500 episodes. I think they have some Dragon Ball Super episodes as well, but again, it's universally acknowledged that GT 
is no bueno. Now, I'm just going to dive into the review because I can. And I think, yes. Yes, holy cow. So, I will try to do this quick review, um, but I actually am pretty much enjoying reading this already. So, it's, this review is from a guy named Artist-Retired. He goes over Dragon Ball GT, and he spends most of his time discussing the plot holes. And if you're someone who has been um, a fan of this podcast, I think you might be interested in reading some of these, especially if you're a Dragon Ball GT hater. So, let's, let's begin. Oh boy, I'm stepping into unholy ground here. This, re- this review will be, go- be going... This review will be going into just about every plot hole, every F-up, just about everything that is terrible and wrong with Dragon Ball GT that I can find or remember. Just so you know, I am a gigantic DBZ fanboy. And I do know that DBZ isn't perfect, and yes, the review is nothing but a whiny, nitpicky troll intended bash fest. So if y'all hate reading about the hate, and if you're not familiar with the majority of Dragon Ball and most of the stuff that occurs before GT, because this review will spoil most of it, well then go ahead and click Unhelpful. Now, considering a lot of people put this as helpful, and I tend to agree, uh, his sentiment is pretty spot on with what I was preaching, except he said a lot better. Now, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing verbatim, because I am trying to just transcribe some of this, and I'm going to link to this review um, once I get around to it, so I will. <laughs> I'll try. Um, but I, I just don't I just don't like reading things, these things verbatim, because it's transcribed, and then people might pick it up on like Google, and then, I don't know, I just get paranoid. Anyway. I watched Funimation's version, the one where they skipped the first twenty or so episodes. But that was actually a present, in, or that was actually a present in disguise because those episodes were just as laughable, or, or just a laughable gimmicky version of Dragon Ball Search for from Dragon Ball. But instead, they're looking around the galaxy for for the Black Star Dragon Balls. Stop. I'm not going to ask what's the difference between these Black Star Dragon Balls and the, and, and the original ones because I don't give a damn. But I want to know where they are. From how DBGT explains it, the Black Star Dragon Balls were an extra set of Dragon Balls that Kami, uh, the, ne- the Mechian guy, made it made for no reason. But hold on, wasn't the Earth destroyed by Kid Buu? I'll explain this up, but you see when Kid Buu destroyed the Earth at the end of DBZ, they had to use the Namekian Dragon Balls to bring back the planet back to normal. But before that, Super Buu destroyed the lookout where Popo and Dente lived at, where the balls are said to be. If memory serves right. Dende had to recreate the Dragon Balls again before they got destroyed along with the Earth. So no one except Dende could have made them. But it's pointed out that pointed out that Kami made them. So yeah. If you look at it this way, DBGT is completely non-canon. Now let's talk about no, I'm not I'm gonna skip the major villain part. He goes over the major villain in the Super 17 saga, which needs to be re- renamed as Fan Service Saga. This is without a doubt the most shallow part of GT premise. All hell breaks loose on Earth, literally. And the main characters have to go around the world, re-killing their old foes. Are you serious? Okay, so I only watched like the first several episodes of GT and I hated it, and I'm glad I'm right, because this guy's review is making me feel like I even hate the show more. Okay. The main villain this time is Android 17. Two of them actually fused together into a super android named (laughs) Super 17. I'm tired of naming similarities between GT and the movies, causing fusing androids that have already been, that have already been used in the DBZ movie. Super Android 13 
Let's see. Unusual DBZ plot setup occurs. Suit for 17 beats everyone to death until Goku arrives and Goku uses his last resort attack to beat him. But before any of that happens, two notable things happen. Goku goes to hell and fights Frieza and Cell in a goofy battle, and Goku gets sent further down to hell with filler episodes. Oof. Oof. It's a terrible fate. Filler episodes. And two. An Android 17 that already exists on Earth, which is actually canon, because Kip Krillin, after the Cell State, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll just say that. Android 17 that already exists, kills Krillin to piss off Android 18. This part, this part irrationally and makes me angry. Just piece together, I said it in this paragraph, and you'll understand. So, Krillin's wife kills Krillin. What? Anyway. And last but not least, the evil dragon saga, which isn't bad, actually. So, he goes over some things. So, I'm, like I said, I don't want to say too much. Um, he says here, except I will admit there is one thing and one thing that GT does better than Z, and that is the relevancy of Dragon Balls. Unlike Z, where they simply used to bring people back to life, the Dragon Balls are so important to the plot that the three major story arcs are heavily affected by the Dragon Balls, especially the Shadow Dragons arc. Animation. I know it's pre-2000s anime, but even Dragon Ball Z looks a lot, looks better than most GT's animation. Sound. It's the only thing I can say is decent. Funimation dubcast um, does a good job. Overall, this is what he says. It's another Dragon Ball adventure. TBC fanboys lose their crap. Um, Doobies, the Dragon Balls are actually important. Now the negatives, completely unoriginal, doesn't know what mood to take. More plot holes than a fan fiction. It's another Dragon Ball adventure, and DBZ fan goes insane. That is a negative. So, like, yes, the reason why the show did come out was to buy into the hype of, like, the Dragon Ball Z. Like, Dragon Ball Z, if you're younger, in, like, anyway, it was released in 1996, and the worldwide Dragon Ball Z craziness was around in middle school yeah it was around 2000 so yeah i find that to be really interesting how when dragon ball z became really popular it's around when dragon ball gt was released so i'm still not a big fan of gt i'm very glad super exists because i feel like that's where it really should have left off and i don't know i just hate <laughs> i just hate the show terrible show um that review should have done like a pretty good job of explaining everything let's Move on and not think about this ever again. Number 106. Hard Captor Sakura. Now, I saw the show on the WB when I was like in middle school, and there's not really anything more to it. 107, I saw the I show. You have this lady. She goes around cards. capturing cards. I do get Did not a catch my loud, heel, so if you're sleeping, and I told myself I was never going to watch this it again. Off. If you were actually Duh. awake, then enjoy the rest. There you go. Now we're moving on to 107. And again, thank you for sticking with me for about nine and a half hours. I, n I don't think this last one's going to take 20 minutes, but um, I just really wanted to mention that um, I thought this anime was going to be great. And this probably at one point, when I watched it in middle school, was would have been the number one anime I would have ranked. This would have been a top one anime, but... This also would have been like the second anime I probably would have ever watched in my life next to Sailor Moon. Take that for what it's worth. At the time, when I was like 12. This show has many games, mainly on the PS4, and did get a lot of initial popularity when it came out on Cartoon Network. It was released in 2002, so actually I was around 16, so I did actually have some anime experience, but it was still pretty fresh. Most of my more anime tastes have developed in my 20s so all my teen anime years i it's almost a blur so 
you heard of Sao, you heard of ReZero, or SAO, you know, Sword Art Online. And this anime doesn't really get much hype at all, and rightfully so, because it deserves to not get any more hype. And this is the reason why I started my list from number 1 through 107, because I wanted the most hype anime to get the most notoriety. You know, I know people are not going to be paying attention. I know they're going to be dropping off like 5 minutes in, 10 minutes in, 2 hours in, 6 hours in. So that's why I'm just sneaking this little morsel of hate of an anime here. Okay. This show. Drum roll, please. Or maybe I'll play some ambient rain. Like rain, ambience, please. Dot hack sign. Now I am only counting this particular series, the first series of Dot hack sign. There are probably about 30 other sequels to it. There's like dot hack, roots dot hack, was it intermezzo dot hack, Udison dot hack, gift dot hack, quanta dot hack, the movie dot hack, Tasagori. Okay, there are so many of these. And the first one that popped up was dot hack sign, which showed up on on my Toonami, I think during the weekdays or weekends, occasionally once a week. And I caught this show, its first like four or five episodes, which has it, which had a very uh, sword art online feel, where it follows this one kid who is literally stuck in a game, like her or his consciousness is stuck in a game, and it follows the mystery around, like how these people are trying to figure out why, and goes through the adventures of like these people in their everyday lives. So it's a bit of a slice of life anime, but you're still stuck in like the real real world. So, um, and the concept for me was a super fresh and I thought oh my god this was the anime I needed to tell all my friends about it I loved it I was super hyped and I do what I normally do I watch half the series I jump to conclusions and then I just think it's gonna be great and I'll circle back for it and circle back when it's done well unfortunately when I circled back from a young 13 year old pup or no 16 year old no was this good 16 17 year old pup um, that didn't have any anime knowledge. Okay. Fast forward to about two years ago, 2017, 15 years after a, when I watched this show. Uh, wiser, maybe not as smart, maybe equally smart, Joey. You know, I am, a, I am a bit of a noble skull, so I can't even claim myself to be smart. But a wiser Joey takes upon this show. With my anime knowledge intact, I feel like I can give this show an accurate assessment. So, I did. And boy, I hated the main character so much. The main character's name is, uh, was it, uh, Sakusa. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, Sakusa. I can't even say it right. I don't even like it. Um, I, yeah, the blonde-haired guy. S-T-S-U-K-A-S-A. And I don't even care if I'm worth loving the last 20 minutes. I am just tired. And I'm angry at this show. So, it's Sakio. It's Sukasa. Sukasa. That is it. Sukasa. No, it's Sukasa. Sukasa. Finally, yeah, Sukasa. So Sukasa is the most hateable kid I have ever watched on the show. He, every single time. Yes, I get it. This boy's consciousness is locked in a game. But guess what? He doesn't know he's locked in a game. At least initially. You know, yeah, some bad things happen. He quote unquote dies in the game. Okay, whatever. It's terrible. Okay, this we're an anime. We're an anime land here. Okay, so this kid, regardless, before all the bad things happen, 
He is always the most emo kid. I hate this. I don't feel anything. I don't want to do this. And the whole anime is literally at the whole world trying to get him out of his depression shell. Now, look, I get if you're sad and depressed. Like, everyone has that. Like, they, they need to get help. Okay. But focusing a show around everyone trying to help this guy and this guy refusing, it's almost the equivalent of people just having all these very sad Facebook messages that are cryptic that say, oh, not again, with like their eyebrow, with their eyes rolling. And then you say, what? And then, you, and then the person says, never mind, not your business. Like, what kind of shit is that? Okay, don't do that in real life. Don't do this in a freaking anime. You did this in a freaking anime, for Pete's sake, for, what, 26 episodes. 24 minutes per episode with a score of 7.07. I don't know who is given the 7.07, but you guys must be the most evil people that I've ever met. Like, I don't know. Do you guys cut your wrist or do you like cut your wrist and then quickly put an iron on so you only feel the pain and don't actually kill yourself when you watch the show? Because that is what I feel every single time I watch the show. Okay. The, okay. So I'm, this show gets me angry, as you can tell. Like, I, the octaves have gone up by at least 20. And I know there's like 17 minutes left, but I'm, I'm, I know this show. Okay. If there has not been a video on YouTube about why I fucking hate this show, I'm going to be doing it. Okay. So mark this down. Now, yes, I'm quiet. I was quiet the full nine, nine hours and 45 minutes, but I'm done. I am done with this. This show is literally this, the steaming pile of just baby droppings. It's just, I don't even know if babies even drop like they're, I make it sound like they're bats just dropping, dropping poop, like hanging from the walls. Babies don't do that. But Okay, but this is like, this is terrible. Like, I just can't, uh, I, the only redeeming quality, like, the, the, okay, the concept of the show is a redeeming quality. Okay. It's a redeeming quality. It's, at the time, that many shows have come, have talked about it. And I think there's, I think it's even its own genre, too. It's like etchy or something, like where a kid gets stuck in its own, like, it's like where someone gets stuck in a different universe and they're trying to get out. I think there's its own genre, and I don't know. But I think they're one of the initial anime that started it. So the concept, I do have to give it props for that. But the anime, I just can't stand. And then they have, like, all these other anime shows that are based on these video games. So this show is even based off of, like, a video game. Like, you need to watch the damn game. You have to play the damn game to actually probably get some of the show. So if you're someone who wants to watch the whole series, they have it on Funimation. But good luck. You have to download the game. You have to get all these cutscenes. I have to open up like 20 different YouTube videos to try to get an idea of like, you know, like a freaking Minority Report, Reservoir Dogs type of like flow of like where everything's supposed to go. <sighs> I don't know, guys. This show just pisses me off. Like any show that I I don't legitimately hate many things. I am usually disappointed. I'm sad. I get mad at things. I'm human. But... This show doesn't do anything that I like. I just hate it. Okay, and I wish I can rant for like twenty more minutes, but I'm I'm out of like these stupid fresh rants. And the more I look at like these people, like I don't even I do not want to even look at these characters' names. So there's uh yeah, Tsukasa. Subaru, who is like a healer, like a nice girl in real life. Um oh I mean real life on the show. And then Mimiru. Um, which is like the best friend and then Bear. Okay, so there's like four. This okay, so there's three other main characters besides like the Sukasa guy. So Subaru is like a nice, nice, helpful lady that I don't. I think she's. I don't know who she is in real life. Um, and then Mimaru is supposed to be like the best friend. Um, 
And I don't know how she's friends with, with Sukasa because Sukasa is literally like shits on her all the time. He's like, go away. I don't want to hang out. I don't like, I don't want to be with you. Um, and like, she's just trying to be a friend. So again, even the storyline, like these people are going out of their way because this guy is in pain, but he wants no help. He doesn't want anything. Again, this is like a, in real life, this is the cool thing. If you, it, you know, if you tell everyone in real life, this guy doesn't want help and these three people are actually trying to give him help because he doesn't see the light or whatever. That's cool. But, like, that's, like, a story. Like, people talk about that story once it's done. It's not supposed to be the whole thing, okay? It's, like, it's like I, I fully understand, like, I do some streams, and most of my streams are supposed to be low-key. It's supposed to be showing off my practice sessions, me studying. It's not supposed to be meant for the public. It's for people who thoroughly understand, like, hey, say hi to me. You know, I'm human, but, like, it's not meant to be for the public. It's, it's to show people, like, hey, the grind is not sexy. It's not supposed to be. Don't put that on TV. Don't put that on a freaking anime. I don't know. I know I'm probably speaking like like it should be the case, and there are nuances and whatnot. It just it just doesn't. It just wasn't done right to where I can't say done right. It was just done not in a way that was conveyed that I, I don't know that that would be more likable. And I don't know if I'm the only one that hates Ukasa, but like he he ruined the show, and I don't know how I was so blind prior like when i watched it i just don't know anyway i'm done with this rant if you guys are happy <laughs> if you guys if you guys enjoyed this 10 hour episode let me know uh i'm done talking about the anime and i'm gonna let i'm gonna let these last like 10 15 minutes just be more of like a a standard ramble of generally what i am whatever but moving on yeah, and I want to let you guys know again. Thanks for everything, uh, for uh, for hopping on, and I will even show you. I only can't show you, but I'll tell you where I'm at. I started recording this episode two weeks ago, July 3rd, I believe, or July 2nd, and I've been wanting to record this episode for about a month. The problem is, I never had the list of anime I wanted to do, and I've always talked. I should do something like this, and I've just never done it, and I kept asking myself why, and I've just been lazy, or I would find some excuse to not do this, and I want you guys, if you are listening, thinking that, like, this is one of the most absurd podcasts, and why are you talking about anime for an hour, and no one's going to like this, and the fact of the matter is, you might be right, and the only way for me to find out is to release this to the world. And I'm doing what I can to help people fall asleep. And I'm going to do my best to help improve that method uh, one way or another. Now, I can't guarantee Jewelish is going to be on forever. People who actually know me, uh, you know, Joey Montano specifically, know that I am know that I am a bit of an oddball. And I, can't, I tend to just do what I feel like it, usually at the moment. Um, but the things that tend to stick for me the longest that I actually have the most success in tend to be the items that I stick with that I am very passionate about. And what started out as more of a joke uh, for this podcast, for me just to talk, um, I actually am getting people downloading and commenting and saying like, hey, like this helps a little bit. So for me, that's, that's validating. And if you're someone that is actively listening to the podcast, and if you listen to this 10 hours and then you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever listened to, I would actually like to hear your opinions because that is constructive criticism. Um, if you're someone that, um, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're willing to help, you know, help out. Um, but if you're someone that just listens to five minutes, then 
goes in and out, and that's just like, meh, not me. That's equally fine. It's, I'm not your cup of joe. I'm, that's not supposed to be. Um, and if you're someone who really likes the podcast or, or has found it to be helpful and you want to help push the podcast in a certain direction, I am very open to that as well. Uh, I'm very open and very transparent with what I do and what I talk about. Um, at least, you know, with respect of like my side projects. So, so yeah, I mean, I've been telling you guys here, my fireside stats, I, I use fireside for the podcast, but I have 108 total downloads, which for me, again, it blows my mind because a lot of the initial downloads I've gotten were probably from the first month and they were all series episodes, but I have a, a, at least, actually I have 57 downloads of my latest um, episode. So there has been interest. And my problem is I don't have enough episodes to justify me, uh, you know, people following me. So I, I, like I said, I really wanted to create the 10 hour uh, podcast specifically for people who don't really have an idea of what I want to get out of this podcast. And, and I'm still trying to find my direction. So some episodes might be half an hour, but I think I'm going to try to aim each episode to be between 60 and 90 minutes, and I'm going to try to stick between one subject and two subjects to talk about. I find that at least if I'm able to record a single subject, I'm able to talk a lot better, and I'm able to actually talk with with a proper cadence, and I think people are able to understand me fully, um, but I also want to be passionate with what I talk about. The last thing I want to do is talk about something that is intentionally terrible, which I've done in previous episodes, but then I sound even more disinterested and not enough to actually be worth listening and falling asleep to. So it's kind of like a, it's like a gentle finger roll of mixing interest, entertainment, and personality, but not being too much of it. And not that it's a big worry because I don't think I'm particularly entertaining myself. Um, you know, I just do what I can to make someone else's day better. So, um, but yeah, like I said, if he has any, any tips, um, I do know my marketing and everything else on the website is lackluster and that's kind of done intentionally. Uh, if people know me, I, if you know who I am, I generally am on top of a lot of this stuff. It's just, uh, more so related to like comf- more, more being comfortable with showing the podcast to the world and kind of getting my other side projects out there. So, um, the moment you actually see my face into a name on this podcast is when you could probably get a better idea of like how comfortable I am in the role or how I feel um, where the podcast is at. So um, again, this is just still one little thing and I, I try to do this, try to do these episodes in my spare time. Uh, hopefully in the perfect world, I can get YouTube episodes. Like I can actually get video um, enhancements on top of the audio um, for the phone. So if you were on YouTube, I would love to actually do like a video version. So it, so if you know of a graphic designer or someone that can just assist to do like some standard video editing and it's mainly just a background of just something moving like i'm not trying to get every youtuber to love droolish that makes zero sense but i'm trying to get as many people aware of the podcast and then hope that my material is good enough so you know if you're someone that is listening and you might be in a in a position of power or you're in a position of of something that that you're passionate of and you can change things then you know go and pursue it um, so anyway, enough of like my half-ass rambling thoughts of the world. So, um, but I, I thought it would be a really good idea, a good idea just to let you guys get a good feel of who I am and where I'm going with the podcast, at least for these last 15 minutes. Uh, the biggest worries for me, honestly, when creating this was, uh, having enough 
anime to talk about, and then realizing about an hour and a half in that my list was a, was a little bit too long-winded, that I needed to iterate, I needed to get better, stronger, faster when it comes to reviewing, because 13 minutes per rank or review is not going to be great. And these 13-minute reviews are based off of my synopsis and reading other people, mix of reading other people's reviews. So they're not meant to be taken super seriously, but mainly as a form of just digesting and just getting your mind off of the day. So if you're new, and I know there's probably going to be a lot of new people in it, and again, there's five five or so minutes left, and I don't really plan on like stopping or, um, or ending this quote-unquote recording here. So this is just me talking. So if it ends up flubby, I'm super sorry, but I'm not particular, particularly amazing at being like a live streamer for 10 hours straight. I'm more of a uh, 30 minute to two hour kind of guy. So I'm best in short spurts. When it comes to this, good luck. Now, if you're someone who really loves the podcast and if you're interested in helping out or even being on the show, I am interested in talking, discussing, uh, I am very open with my transparency, though, and I'll say it's not a guarantee, and it's a 99% chance I will not have you on the show, um, mainly because this is I, I don't want the show to be about certain personalities or XYZ, and yes, I am a personality, quote-unquote, I am my own host, but uh, in t- as time will tell, I have other futures and plans and um, that, that don't have me, my name, related to it, So, uh, and I tend to be more of a low-key guy generally speaking. I have other accounts and other things I like to do for marketing and testing, um, and I think it's pretty cool, but me as a host, I like to do my own thing. I like to be more low-key. Um, down the road, yeah, I could see myself being more in the spotlight um, sooner rather than later, probably, but for now, this this is stuff that makes me happy, and if you want to do something that makes you happy and you have the means to do it, then what's stopping you? That's just, that's just my two cents. I mean, if I were to talk, talk about my setup here, I literally have a MacBook that I bought a few years ago. Um, it was on sale, and then I have a $20 headset. Like, I don't have a Blue Yeti microphone. I literally have a headset that happens to sound good that I paid $10 for on Amazon. Okay? So that's all that I needed as a baseline. And then just Google how to start a podcast, and then just follow the directions. Yeah, sure. It could take a couple hours to get up and running, but I feel like in today's society, more people are becoming lazy and they don't want to put the effort to even do things online. Now, I'm always speaking for myself when I say people, because I, I don't know, because sometimes I consider myself as an everyman, but I could be wrong in that aspect. If you're someone who's active, engaging, pro- productive, and everything else, then, well, then you're a well-off-adjusted person in society, and you probably are not listening to the right podcast. Seriously. I'm barely well-adjusted. I'm barely even adjusted. I'm not well. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, if people would talk to me, I, I live in my own world half the time, and I honestly, this is therapy for me to listen to myself out loud. I do sometimes listen to the podcast, like myself and the podcast, mainly for editing purposes, but yeah, I don't know. I just, at this point, I just want to release things to the world. Let the world say yay, nay, meh, or just ignore it, you know? I, I don't know, I feel like most of the time the world is, I, I mean, it's real life, like, like, people want to get something out of you at the end of the day. Like, if you talk to me, and I don't mean this in a cynical method, but it's just like, if you were to talk to me about um, paint drying for 16 hours, 
like if I don't have an interest in it, you know, it doesn't match. Like don't do that. But if you have an interest in me or if I have an interest in someone else and their love for anime, like the value, the value you're providing someone is entertainment, the camaraderie of actually having someone to talk to. Okay. So like people, I think are misinterpreting what value really means. They think of like value as in money, but it's like, what can I offer for you? Maybe someone is having trouble falling asleep and they, and they're not even sure if what they're thinking is normal. And I'm taking a risk is letting you know my thoughts on certain things. For me, that's a baseline of saying, okay, what is my net positive, at least to the world, hopefully. And I have to go from there. Um, but yeah, those are just like food for thoughts. And I know we are heading probably over the 10-hour mark. And I hope when I edit this video, it, it doesn't end up being too terrible. And I think I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do some graphics. I'm going to try to... Um, make it, like I said, I'm really going to try to make this a really good experience moving forward and not just this 10 hour episode, but like any episode release I'm doing on YouTube. If you're seeing this on YouTube too, feel free to subscribe. Uh, I'm trying to be a little bit more active on Twitter, but I prefer to keep this as a low key type of podcast for now. Uh, at least initially, um, once I, I say this a lot, but once episode eight, episode seven or eight is when I feel like I'm going to be in a good spot in the type of formatting and feel for what I want. Technically, this should be episode 5 through, like, 20. Uh, or let's, no, this should be episode, like, 5 through 15. That's not going to lie. But I just, I don't know. I, I really just wanted to help and see if this works. I know I'm ranting. And if you're someone who's listening and you caught this, it's, it's not, like, the, the ranting starts at, like, 940 or whatever. So I'm making sure to put time steps in this. And, yeah. I don't know, guys. I feel like when I'm ending a 10-hour episode, saying goodbye just doesn't make much sense. Like, there's so much invested. So I'm going to leave you today with just, um, I, I don't know, just a random thought. Food for thought to consider. So, guys, the world's tough. And I know some of you are having trouble sleeping, or maybe some of you are enjoying me. Like my my voice, I'm I'm very glad to actually be bringing, or hopefully to be bringing a net positive to your life. And if you think someone else can benefit from it, just let them know. I'm not asking you to share a link. Just drop the just name drop. Say Droolish. Check them out. You know I don't have any big plans for this podcast to be super big or anything. I just wanted to be a guy that's trying to help. You know it's up to you to decide if I can help. Nothing more. And it's something I want to keep trying. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. I'll try something else. And if that doesn't work out, then I'll try something else. You know, the good thing about life is that if you try things, you can either decide to keep pushing forward, if it makes sense, or you can move on to something. Again, thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys sticking with me through episode 5 of Droolish, the podcast that helps you fall asleep and relax. Feel free to follow me on podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, or if you have any other ideas or things you want me to talk about for 10 hours or a couple hours, feel free to post a comment. Otherwise, take care.